Welcome back to another sci-fi episode where psychology and finances collide. Today, again, as we always do, we're going to be talking about how we think, feel, and behave with money. Today's episode will be focused on divorce and how to prepare yourself financially for divorce, whether it's before, during, or after. But quick commercial break, I must highlight the second annual financial symposium coming to Redstone Arsenal at the Overlook on the 7th of March from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's going to be an in-person event that is stacked with four different classes and a free lunch. You'll have yours truly, Olivia Pierce, speaking on a fab retirement and also discussing the book, The New Retirementality. You'll also have the dietitian from Fox Army Health Clinic providing a live demonstration for meal planning, and we will all get to taste a sample of that beautiful meal that will be prepared for us. The other teacher is going to be Miss Carolyn White from our Employee Assistance Program. She's going to be talking about mapping out your happiness for today and tomorrow. After all, when it comes to financial planning, a lot of times we're doing that because we're moving towards retirement. And we want to make sure that we're moving towards the things that we value most. The last one is going to be from Emily Baggett, attorney advisor from AMCOM Legal. And she's going to be presenting estate planning, begin with the end in mind. You don't want to miss this. This is a great event, especially if you want to come as a couple. I know a lot of times folks have issues bringing up money in the marital relationship or significant relationship. So if if that's you, allow someone else to do it for you and just gather wonderful knowledge. All right. If you want to register, the link is in this post, and we hope to see you there. And by the way, you must have access to Redstone Arsenal in order to attend the event. Okay, so back to the podcast, Preparing for Divorce. I provided this class at the end of January, and I received some survey results that I wanted to clarify Some of the folks put in some comments for their perceived barriers when it comes to preparing financially for divorce. The first one, which was stated, is this person said, when it isn't amicable. A lot of divorces aren't going to be amicable. But even if they are amicable, it is important that you protect yourself financially. We do that whether we are in a blissful relationship or whether we're divorced or whether we're not in a relationship. Consumer protections are in place because of human behavior. No matter who that person is acting in criminal behavior, possibly opening an account in your name, it may not always be a stranger. It could be an ex-spouse, or it could be a family member. So those protections are in place regardless of whether you've had a divorce or not. But I understand this person when they're wanting to make sure that they overcome this barrier so that they know best 
how to protect themselves. And we'll cover that further as we go along in this episode. The other barrier mentioned is lack of knowledge on how civilian benefits would be impacted and how the entitlement of those benefits are impacted. Medical insurance, dental insurance, life insurance, all these things will also be covered in here to make sure that you are aware of how those benefits are impacted. I would argue to say that some of these barriers that were here prior to attending the class are just simple things that folks were thinking, you know, I wonder how that's going to impact me. And I wonder how I can overcome this barrier. So hopefully I I hope these folks got what they were looking for. But I just wanted to share those with you because you are not alone. If you are contemplating divorce, if you have already completed divorce, know that you're not alone. There are several folks with several questions out there. And if you are a civilian or service member here at Redstone Arsenal, I'd be glad to work with you if you had your own questions with finances and divorce. So the first things that we need to talk about when it comes to preparing for divorce are all those administrative tasks. And this comes right out of the common military training manual that was put together for us under the Financial Readiness Program umbrella. And just another plug, another commercial for all the active duty soldiers out there, common military training is something that promotes financial knowledge so that you can become more financially literate and you will also receive credit for this as well. So something to consider. And Divorce or preparing for divorce is just one of those common military trainings that are available to you as well. But I like to add a little sci-fi slant to these curriculums as well or curricula. So the first thing that I always talk about when we're talking about any financial topic is everything starts and ends with your spend plan. If you don't have a spend plan in place, you're not going to have a map. You're not going to have a blueprint, so to speak. So your spend plan is something that you must start with. First, you need to understand your current situation. You need to know where your money is going. That would be done within a cash flow analysis before we create that spend plan. Then we actually create the plan of where you want your money to go, how you want every dollar that you have to do or perform some type of job for you. And then the last step is to make adjustments and be flexible with that spend plan. And then, of course, we get into credit. This is where I would caution folks when you are preparing for a divorce or going through a divorce, you want to have a conversation with your spouse on settling all outstanding joint debts. Now, some of you might be laughing hysterically as you hear that because maybe it's a joint debt that is well out of proportion of settling within a couple months. Maybe it's over $25,000, $50,000 where it would be virtually impossible to settle those debts if you didn't have that type of savings set aside or different assets that could be liquidated to settle those debts. So I get that. I understand that. Yet, at the same time, you want to make sure that you're protecting yourself and making sure that you bring all of this information to the table when you are going through the actual divorce. You want to shed light on all of those joint 
debts so that it makes its way into the court decree or divorce decree. You also, if this is something that you can't settle right away, you want to monitor those joint debts as you go along and make sure those payments are being made. If the court decree or divorce decree states that your spouse, your ex, is responsible for that joint debt and it's not being paid, you're still on the hook for that, especially if you have a security clearance. It'll still hit your credit report if it is not being paid. So lots of things to consider. This is not to scare you. This is just simple education of things to think about, things to know when you are contemplating divorce or going through divorce. And then, of course, something that I can do with you is to implement debt reduction strategies so that just in case a joint debt is not being paid by the person who is directed to pay it, you have the funds available to make those payments if necessary. So lots of ways to protect yourself, obviously. Now, one of the bigger questions that I have come across my desk often is retirement and how divorce impacts retirement. Well, there are lots of things that you need to know, whether you are a military member, a DOD civilian, maybe a contractor or anybody out there who is just listening to this podcast and now all of a sudden your your interest is piqued. Let me talk to you about some things when it comes to division of retirement accounts. First of all, the Uniform Services Former Spouses Protection Act, and I'm going to quote this right out of the manual, allows state courts to divide military retired pay between soldiers and ex-spouses. It can also allow for an ex-spouse to receive that retired pay directly from the government. So for those who who ask the question, will I have access to my husband's or my wife's retirement pay, the military retirement pay? Well, that is the act that goes with it, Uniformed Services Former Spouses Protection Act. Something for you to look up, something for you to be wise on. If we're talking a private individual retirement account or 401k, you could also obtain what's called a quadro. That's short for Qualified Domestic Relations Order. And of course, the acronym is QDRO, but it's pronounced quadro. So you may be eligible for part of that IRA or 401k if it has made its way into the divorce decree or divorce settlement. The other thing is with thrift savings plan, and a lot of folks that are tied to Redstone Arsenal, you may be a DOD civilian or service member who has the thrift savings plan. That could also be awarded to your dependents or your current or former spouse if a valid retirement benefits court order is issued. And listen, if this is issued, then you can no longer take out a TSP loan until what is placed in the divorce settlement is actually settled. So a lot of things to know, even about your retirement. This isn't just about protecting your credit. It's not just about protecting your identity. It's also protecting that nest egg that you've been working so hard for. Now, granted, not protecting in a manner as you are not sharing assets as you agreed to do. This is more so understanding all the underpinnings 
and, and building a knowledge base for yourself so that you don't go in blind when you go before your ex's attorney or you're in these mediation sessions. It's good for you to have this level of knowledge for that level of protection at least. And this is a good time now that we're talking about retirement. It's a good time to review your retirement goals. If you are going through a divorce, you no longer have that ex's income potentially, depending on child support, spouse support, and the different retirement accounts. Perhaps this is a good time to review and rebalance your portfolio so that you can make a decision as to whether or not you need to increase your contributions to your 401k or your thrift savings plan just to make do in the future. If you're at a juncture in your life, if remarriage is not something that's on the table or just as an added protection of knowing no matter what comes into my life, I will have this in my retirement. So definitely a good idea to research those things. Now, survivor's benefit plan, that is only for qualifying service members. I'm not going to get into that, but you will receive a level of counseling, I would say, from your survivor benefit person if that were you, if you are a service member and you need to have someone provide that information to you. Now let's get into your bigger assets. Well, one of them was your retirement savings, but a couple more include your home and your cars. And so what are you going to do with those things? So make sure that you are updating your title, you're updating registration, and if you have to purchase a new vehicle because the other one had to go to a former spouse, make sure that you are brushing up on major purchasing skills, getting a loan pre-approved, saving for the vehicle, getting your credit in order, lots of different things to think about. Now, listen, this is not to scare you. This is not to make what is already a very tumultuous thing even more tumultuous. It's more so to give you more information for you to have in your back pocket as you go along. Because I've had several clients who say, I wish I would have known that a long time ago. And it's because I heard a lot of folks say that, that I decided to present that common military training course on preparing for divorce because it really is chock full of information on how to best prepare yourself for that. Now, obviously, your housing needs are going to change. Whether you get to stay in the home or you have to leave the home or the rental, lots of things that are at stake there. This is where your emergency savings comes into play. You may have to use that for setting up a new home or whether it's purchasing a new home or it is having first month's rent, deposit, all those things available to you. I know that it is quite luring to to spend all your money on attorneys. And there are lots of different fights that you're going to have, absolutely. And one of them might be children. And I would never want to get in the way of your children, but I would also prepare you for mentally and financially for needing some level of emergency savings left available for your basic needs. I know having previous clients going through a divorce, 
it's easy to be become so blind in the litigation that you're not seeing what future costs are going to arise. So just preparing yourself for that. And again, it all goes back to the spin plan and a current spin plan, a future spin plan. What will I have to have on hand? Those are things that I hope you would consider as you're moving along in that. So back to the individual that had the barrier with understanding how their benefits are going to work after a divorce. Well, for health and dental insurance, divorce decrees are usually required to remove an ex-spouse. So this goes back to gathering all your documents, making sure that you have uh, several court decrees available and that they're ready to go when you are making your new plans, making your new decisions on what has to be done and making sure that those changes have occurred. Reviewing in your leave and earnings statement, are, have those changes been made? And are they still taking that out when you've already provided all the documentation? Has, in fact, the coverage for this person closed? You want to give yourself some, some rest and peace of night knowing that those things have been accomplished. And then, of course, your insurance as well. Your insurance is going to change. So taking someone off auto insurance, renter's insurance, homeowner's insurance, what kind of high-value items you have, other insurances that we can really go into depth with. But truly, this is another opportunity to remind you to update your designations of beneficiary. When it comes to life insurance, when it comes to your banking, when it comes to, especially if you are a service member or a federal civilian, having that thrift savings plan designation of beneficiary updated and knowing whom that last paycheck is going to go to if something were to happen. And not just military members or DOD civilians, but also anyone listening to this podcast, making sure that you have covered all bases when it comes to your retirement, and all the designations of beneficiary that go with those 401ks. The other thing is life insurance. How much protection will your family need now? Perhaps you had a term life policy, and you'll need to change designation and beneficiary on that as well. Perhaps uh, your term policy will be ending soon, and you need to reevaluate what type of life insurance you'll need from this stage forward. And a a very basic way to do that is to add up your liabilities, your income, your final expenses that you would need if something were to happen to you, what are your educational and other goals that you have, and subtract that, and you will have your total need there for life insurance. And, of course, you can always go visit your chosen life insured policy. You can look in your policy. You can look at websites. You can find different calculators on calculating life insurance needs. There are several. Some will say that life insurance is really more income replacement. It's not necessarily for educational attainment or different goals of that sort. But depending on what your unique circumstance is, that's how you will determine what type of life insurance that you will need. 
as we're coming to a close, it's good for you to remember to also update your estate planning, all the legal documents that are included with that, whether it's your will, and we've already discussed designations of beneficiary. And please remember that your designations of beneficiary always trump a will. So even if you pay the cost with an attorney to update your will after a divorce or before a divorce, make sure that you are updating those designations of beneficiary in kind. Because again, the designation of beneficiary will always trump the will. It is its own standalone legal document. The other thing that you might want to do is update powers of attorney and rescind old ones. So rescind meaning ending the life of a previous power of attorney. So you might want to get those things. And I say might want to as in, you know, laissez-faire, but uh, definitely update those powers of attorney and do what you must in this legal process that is a divorce. And updating guardianship as well. I think that's something that people forget. Sometimes we focus on assets being of the liquidatable kind, uh, converting to cash. (laughs) But a lot of our assets are also found in our children. So you also want to update guardianship in that way as well. And we have income taxes. One thing is for sure, right? Death and taxes. So just something to add to your radar as well. Ensure that you're updating your state and federal withholding. There's no reason to give Uncle Sam more of an interest-free loan than you need to. But again, everyone has their unique needs and their way of managing their finances and their taxes. But do realize that you may need social security numbers for different updates and also consider updating your property tax documents as well. Especially if you have gotten a quick deed or if there are other deeds in place or any other thing has happened with your home, which most likely it has. So I would encourage you from this point, I've given you a lot to think about. This is just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more that needs to be done, which is updating your beneficiaries, not just your designation of beneficiaries, but your beneficiaries for other things as well. Make sure that you're doing that. Getting your divorce decree checking your leave and earning statement constantly, getting, especially for service members, updating DEERS, uh, who are your family members now, and updating your social security card if you've had a name change, your driver's license, your passport. There's so much more when it comes to documents that you could really dive into and make sure that you are getting those things done. And like I said, if you want a little help with that, I have a fancy checklist that I can provide you as well that will help keep you on that straight financial course to make sure that you are doing what you need to do. And 
please, with kind regards, I give you my best and hope for the best for you in your new life to come and make sure that you're watching your finances at all times. Take care.